I want a uh, I want a lighter quest, and I want I even want more than one of them in this house. I'm I'm curious of the fact that if they come out with a new quest and it's just a slight ir- iterative version where they only do a, like ten or twenty percent to make it better, should they just wait until they can put out an eighty percent better headset? There's two or three routes that I think are most likely for Facebook to do. They do a very quick sort of swap out the quest, you know, swap out, take these off the shelves and put the new one out there. Or they just keep this on the market for a while longer and add the new one at the higher end. They could also potentially drop the price of the current quest and also put the new one at the higher end. And I don't think it's going to dilute the market or confuse anything. They're going to be very clear about it. I think they'll probably follow the Apple model where they uh, sometimes just retire certain sizes of the older model so that the newer model begins with the minimum size of... So, like, one of the ways to do it is uh, there's only one version of this Quest on the market anymore. Maybe you can't go get the 128. And if you go for a Quest S or whatever the next version is, you can get it at 64 128 again, but you're no longer having to be confused between, oh, wait, do I get the older quest in 128 or the newer quest in 64? Mm. I would hate that. That would be mm-hmm. frustrating to me is to have to make that choice. So I hope they simplify at least that kind of choice. It reminds me of back when, back in like 2013 to 2015, when everyone was talking about the kind of life that these headsets would enjoy and back then like oculus executives and whatnot would say expect these headsets to live somewhere between like a mobile phone and a console right like it would be not the seven-year cycle that a ps4 would have sony is also ramping up its ps5 manufacturing i guess it puts everything that we said in the same boat of well this doesn't mean any specific date it doesn't mean any specific anything it just means they're working on it this is a bit different in that there were reports earlier in the year that Originally, Sony was planning to only ship around five to six million of PS5 this year, maybe because of COVID, also because of the potential expense of the device. Everyone's thinking it's going to be a very premium console. Now there's a Bloomberg report and another report saying it could be between nine to 10 million now instead, and they've upped those uh, targets. People are saying it's still still on for holiday, and they and they still only anticipate selling like five to six million this holiday season like rolling into next year but then they've got another bulk to go in the next wave so there's no kind of stock shortages or whatnot i love this discussion i love that you brought it up because uh it's the other part of the equation regarding what they do with the quest they just went through a very tough time of not being able to supply enough quests does it really make sense to end the quest anytime soon if you have such a a ravenous audience that's willing to buy them up and are you rolling out different factories to make each mm-hmm. line or are they both rolling off the same production lines just in different different production lines in the same building rift 2016 yeah. still has such high usage numbers on steam even four years later that's pretty remarkable to me and it's something worth noting when you think about how long these headsets might be in market quest can obviously become a pc vr headset 
Yeah, you can still use it as a PC headset years from now. Well, I was just going to say it's like cars. You know, there's still that person who's driving around that 1987 Toyota mm. Tercel, <laughs> and they bought it new, and it's still running and doing exactly what it needs to do, which is get somebody from A to B and back. The, the fact that the OG, the Rift, is still a player is indicative of the fact that there were so many people who just wanted a headset, they got the best they could, and now they'll sit back and wait a little while because they're in VR, so they don't need to break mm -hmm. through that barrier. They'll sit back and drive their Tercel until it falls apart. There's a fair number of people who have gone from Rifts to Quests just because they hate the setup that they have to do uh, for mm. the cameras And, and all the I time. would make the argument that there's just as many people who can't afford to do that so they just suffer and deal with it i saw a developer introduction to a trailer that's going live on monday on the website i can't say what it is but the developer like did a little thing and then he put his headset on and it was a cv1 i was like really still <laughs> wow <laughs> sure, okay the the uh the other thing i wanted to say to this point was it's actually a very interesting time for all of this stuff because the console landscape was this set in stone thing for such a long time of five to six year life cycles. And then obviously I think Microsoft and Sony really disrupted that in this generation with the PS4 pro and the Xbox one uh, X. And I think you're seeing that again now, as we lead into this generation, again, Microsoft's messaging has been very pro consumer and you actually don't need to upgrade to the Xbox series X straight away. You can actually play the next halo the next uh, Hellblade, the next Gears of War and whatnot, you'll still be able to play those on the console that you bought seven years ago for some time. You don't need to go out and buy this thing straight away. And I do think, you know, it's just quite an interesting revolutionary time for these product life cycles that have been so set in stone for so long. Um, and yeah, VR is really going to ride that wave in many ways, I think, and find its groove in the next couple of years, especially with the Quest, now that we, now that we have that kind of starting point. I, I want to put a prediction out there on price. Do you Ooh. guys have any guesses on price? What do you think the next quest will cost? Four ninety nine. I might be incredibly optimistic, but I'd like to think they drop the price of original quest and find a new three nine nine price. So I think what they'll do is maybe drop the existing quest to three hundred and keep it in an only sixty four gigabyte model, and do the new quest, the quest plus at 400 and 500 with 64 128 then what i'd like to see is maybe six months or a year down the line just retire the old original quest and bring everything down the conversation about price is also about leading the industry and the understanding of the audience of the of the people at large the consumers to to expect a wireless all encompassing headset at a certain price whether it's been subsidized or whatever facebook is trying to set that because then they know that if somebody else comes in and wants to sell a standalone headset that offers everything the quest does they have to have it be at a lower price than they could probably afford to do right now. And and I think that's why yeah. Facebook was going to be even more aggressive than they are now, because they, we believe, we have every indication that they are taking a loss on every Quest sold, that mm -hmm. it is a more expensive headset to produce than $400. There's got to be number crunchers over there at Facebook trying to figure, you know, how far can we push our uh, sort of reach 
by cr- crushing the numbers down even further mm. uh, than they already are. And I think that's something that they're there's an assumption that when Apple enters the market, they're going to have an expensive product because Facebook or uh, Apple's model is make money, you know, make profit on the hardware sold. And so if you get to 2022 or 2023 and Apple has come out with a very nice wide field of view VR AR headset, it's a VR headset that has like a really nice pass through mode, let's say, um, let's say it's priced at $700 app or uh, Facebook will have already spent a decade working out partnerships with display providers to make sure that they don't lag whatever Apple produces in any specification. So you will be forced to go out there and have to decide, am I buying the Apple headset for $700 or this Facebook headset for $400 or $300? And then you look down the spec sheets and they both got the exact same spec. Mm. Like that's, the, that's the setup Facebook's going for. That's 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 interesting. And it actually brings us into our second piece of news, uh, which is there's a report now that Apple has taken their AR lenses into trial production, trial production. This is production before the production, uh, just to see if they can actually produce them in quantity. What what does this tell us? Like other than the fact that they're just trying to build something. Yeah, it's tough because these reports, most of the reports are coming out of either Bloomberg, Mark Gurman over at Bloomberg, or several reporters over at The Information. And uh, The Information is a subscription program, so uh, lots of people don't subscribe to things, so they don't necessarily read uh, information. Um, Bloomberg puts their stuff out pretty easily for people to get. And the reports differ a little bit in their descriptions, like how they how these reporters... You know, we do we track things down. We do a lot of work. But you, when you talk to sources that are speaking anonymously about something they maybe saw in a demo, um, the person giving you the information may be trying to protect their sources. They may be trying to protect the, the time, the date, some of what they saw. They're trying, you know, there, there's management of information here that makes it really, really hard to be clear about exactly what somebody saw and the functionality of the headset. And when we're talking about VR and AR in particular, the headsets differ so significantly in how their display systems work. A VR headset has an opaque display that blocks out the outside world and then use cameras to recreate that world in order to provide an AR experience in a VR headset. Whereas... AR headsets obviously have semi-transparent or fully transparent uh, glass or some kind of material that passes through the real world and then inserts objects onto that glass. And this specific report from uh, that's sorted to the uh, to the um, to the information specifically calls these semi-transparent lenses, and that would suggest that this is in fact for these lenses are in fact for an AR headset of some kind that could be down the line. The reason I get into all that is because it's really unclear whether Apple may also be working on a VR headset that has the opaque display and does the AR in VR mode. And that could come potentially before these AR glasses get up and running to to quality standards uh, for a full AR glasses headset. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they only came out with one SKU. That was an AR headset that could also have, and I don't know if you guys remember the Cast AR uh, Kickstarter project that it's now Tilt 5, uh, yep. same folks. They uh, they had, oh, I can't, I can't put my hand, oh, well. Uh, they were going to have a cover that went over their eyes to uh, block out and turn an AR headset into a VR headset. And I'm mm-hmm. one, I'm surprised that nobody else has jumped into that category of here's an AR headset, but if you put these covers over it, boom, it's bright enough that it's VR too. But mm. I don't know if Apple would go that route. But that's, that's obviously the retro reflective thing where you've got to have the material uh, in order to get that visual to work. I don't know. Now, there has been, I remember talking to Alex Kipman at Microsoft about HoloLens, and he was, uh, you know, adamant that sometime down the line we will have headsets that do both, that, you know, the lenses will shift opaque and you can go into a completely virtual world. It's so many years away in order to kind of yeah. have one display system that can really hit the best of both worlds. And, um, you know, it would stink to have an AR glasses thing that you put on and you could turn opaque, but it's only half the field of view of every other VR headset on the market. Like that would be a terrible VR experience, even if it was a decent AR experience. And so like, I would, it seems much smarter the route to go full vr do the best that you possibly can to make it a really great pass through ar experience and when you have the battery consumption down uh enough and the field of view wide enough for an ar headset then you switch to the transparent uh system but even then you get the 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 things that you insert into the view are going to be washed out in very bright areas it's difficult. Um, there's so many. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this chart from one of the Oculus Connects with uh, Michael Abrash, who was formerly at Valve and then went to head Facebook's research division, points out how different kind of the approach can be. Uh, full control of fix- pixels versus the other one, which is socially acceptable. And it's like there's so many commenters out there, commentators, who insist that Apple is only interested in the socially acceptable wear out in the real world avenue that's on the right side of this panel. But I'm just, I'm not convinced that someone inside Apple hasn't convinced Tim Cook that there is a decent market for the first route for at least a couple of years until we get to the second route AR actually being feasible. I think this is, the thing on the right is just, so difficult so many problems to solve i also i also think that there is an internal well i mean it's apple so i'm sure this happens quite a bit an internal struggle over the direction and the i see apple get on a journey a lot of times and then just you know off to one side or another and some people are in this camp and some people are in this camp and it's it's a mentality that's actually uh, encouraged at Apple. And I'm not really sure what that means for us as consumers. Cause I'm, I'm personally excited about an Apple branded AR headset. I know some of the technology, some of the companies that they've purchased, uh, they purchased, uh, is it 
Vrvana, and uh, they had the best pass through that I had ever seen in any headset ever still to this day, the absolute best pass through. I, I was able to juggle wearing that headset and that was in like 2016, 15, maybe. So hey, I don't know. You put that other chart back up with uh, Abrash. I want to point out something uh, in the comparison that I think is really valuable. The one that shows VR is the best mixed reality. I think is the key. One of the key things to look at when you do these comparisons and it's the when I go back to what I was saying before about the reporting on these things, when a reporter is talking to a source about the headset that someone saw or the prototype, and they describe it as mixed reality, that can clearly refer to VR, AR, it could be anything on this range. But I'm, I'm so convinced that when people start talking about having seen like an Apple mixed reality headset, it's most likely going to be a VR thing first. And then with a great AR pass-through mode that is called mixed reality, and it's still a couple years away of doing the AR thing. Obviously, yeah, who cool. knows? When, when is Apple just going to spend hundreds of millions on a big video game that I want to play in VR? <laughs> Next Tuesday. Oh, you know, that's, yeah. You yeah, asked, that's one of those sir. things that like has constantly bugged me. It's like, it's a joke uh, that Apple doesn't care about gaming, but how can that be when gaming is such a big market? Like, I don't understand those, just, why those two things. They get other people true. to do it for them, right? Like, it's like, they're, they're not, I mean, when you, whenever they do a big gaming push, it's with like external partners at the end of the day. Like it's like Super Mario Run. From what they did with Nintendo a couple of years back, like the way, and then when they latch on to successes like Pokemon Go or what they do now with the Apple Arcade, which is actually a really cool service, I think. But Apple doesn't make entertainment devices; Apple makes tools. Apple is not GameStop; it's Harbor Freight and a streaming service. Yeah, that's you know that is true though. That's a good point because they do have a streaming service, which is entertainment, but it's not hardware; it's a service. You know, so, I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess we're so, getting kind of Apple funded content, but yeah. yeah, we're getting kind of the, the like the Google Apple thing where like Google kills its services because like they're constantly chasing markets that can serve six, seven billion people. And it's like, oh, this is not a big enough market for us. We're going to can it. And that's what Google does over and over again. And I think that's what when, when we're talking about a lot of this stuff, I think that's kind of the fear of Apple fans is that Apple's kind of going to pursue that uh mistake that in- mm. innovators dilemma of well you know we're actually going to hold off until we can ship the glasses that appeal to seven billion people um yeah facebook's kind of proving in my opinion that that's a mistake uh because th- there's a lot of people you can reach with vr in the meantime i thought darth had an interesting point about uh going back to the social acceptable uh, hardware and Apple's uh, assumption with that, uh, they said, uh, it's an interesting thought. What's socially acceptable is always changing. Maybe our goal is to get something that just looks like normal glasses, but it may be a long while, which, yeah, no, I agree with that, Darth. going to be like we were just saying with uh, that picture with Abrash. Long, long time. And we're all mm-hmm. just going to be meeting every week in this room until then saying, when's it going to get here? <laughs> well, Speaking of speculation about stuff in the works, here's the next piece of news. Valve has been working on a top secret project since 2018. 
hardware teams working on <gasps> what's next. What is next, guys? What's next? Uh, so this kind of ties in a bit to it's from the same source that we discussed uh, last week, but we published the the story after we uh, we talked about it last week. Um, and this was the final chapter of the Half Life Alex Final Hours interactive app, uh, in which some members of the development team touched upon what might be next um, for Valve to Jeff Keighley. Uh, and the the text describes, yes, that there is a small team has been working on a top secret project since 2018. And the framing within that seems to suggest some sort of new software, some sort of new game, perhaps. Um, and then there's wider comments and wider generalizations from the Valve team about what might be next for a game. Uh, specifically, one quote says that most people at Valve, which very very broad um hope that they will make half-life free just for traditional consoles which is uh, what spurred last week's conversation about what if half-life free isn't vr but in terms of the hardware team they say hardware team is working on what's next and it might not just be more vr it might uh, they've been looking into things like uh what's the right term for it not mind control but controlling things with your mind that's kind of mind control. <laughs> I like no, that I, term because that's literally like a lot of the uh, reporting on uh, brain computer interfaces do make that mistake of uh, not representing it right when it's, yeah. you know, you're controlling the computer versus the controller com- controlling you. And uh, yeah, it's funny to hear that phrasing because it's definitely a, a big issue. I mean, to be Val oh, might be working on both. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just it's an interesting point because we're it feels like right now we are sort of at this crossroads with with valve on both the software and hardware front right that we know they are lending heavy support to the launch of the hp oh my god these are all disturbing uh reverb uh g2 later this year we know that's a heavily valve integrated headset i don't remember that um, headset is that what is that is that a it's not Vader, is it Wait, that's not Vader, is it? I mean, that would be a really good good name for Vader, but it's not Vader, which was also uh, a prototype headset that got canned because it was going to cost five grand, apparently. Um, so, yeah, no, we're just at an interesting crossroads with Valve at the moment. Uh, we talked a bit about this last week. I hope this top secret project that we're, uh, we're talking about, I hope, again, that's another huge, big uh, VR game, maybe this time set in a new IP. That's what I'd really love to see them do with their technology uh but it could be entirely something else it could be the start of portal free i mean you're obviously talking about a game I but think, i hope that when yeah the what's next reference i hope the what's oh, okay. next reference is is a uh, wireless yeah. very borg dominique says and i agree it is very borg <laughs> well and we don't even know uh, for sure if it's vr yeah it's yeah, it's 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 tough to talk because I mean the thing about it is, you know, they just put out Alex Index was last year. It's going to be a long time before they want to do their next. Here's what's next, <laughs> press blowout right. Mm. So, it's going to be years well, of speculation. It's just a really frustrating thing with this company, but it's 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 what you I, have to make do with. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's just we got that quote out of Valve that they're still exploring wireless and. Uh, Yes, they're working on big things. Clearly, brain-computer interfaces, uh, Half-Life Three, 
um, whatever mm. the secret project is. Those are all big. But the biggest thing the PCVR needs right now is better, easier to use wireless. Um, and I, it's just, it's on my mind a lot this week because I've been playing with Steam Link quite a bit in my house, uh, trying to deal with my sort of internet situation and uh, having two kids that are becoming uh, major gamers kind of almost overnight. Um, I started playing Minecraft Dungeons with my youngest and it's kind of like it almost flipped a switch for him in <laughs> explaining the concepts of how to play games. And so like he's just eating up everything now. He's going into Pokemon and uh, even playing Portal. <laughs> um, mm. And like before I even came in here, he's like, can you set a Portal for me? And uh, that's so exciting to hear, but like letting the uh, letting the kid take over the PC when I need to do work is not doable. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. can, can I do steer Steam Link? Is there a way I can do Steam Link? And um, you know, he's now gaming on uh, a tablet or on a phone, and uh, I can still do maybe something on the PC. It does it does take over the PC usually. But like I'm, I'm trying to figure out these ways that like, uh, how do we play Minecraft in a house on Wi-Fi that doesn't have a robust uh, connection to the internet for four people? It only has a robust connection for one person to the internet. Right now, mm-hmm. I'm using up my house's entire bandwidth to talk to you uh, <laughs> in England and Seattle. Um, the kids have to get on cellular in order to um, play Minecraft with a friend who lives on the other side of the city. Um, and it's just, I've been playing with Steam Link and it's amazing. Like I was able to get two Steam Links working on one, uh, AC Wi-Fi connection and the kids were playing Portal 2 co-op on two tablets on one Wi-Fi connection with no lag to the internet, um, mm. to, to get their movements back and forth. And I was playing Halo, um, last night with my wife. That was, Halo was a big game for us back in our college years and being able to kind of do the same thing and uh being able to do this land play um while not having robust connection to the internet in a household with four gamers now it's a big deal it's important and being able to have it wirelessly work from one computer in one room to another device in another room like Maybe I'm in, I'm in this really, really small minority of people that doesn't have a robust connection to the internet, but I think there's got to be a lot of people that want to play these kind of like party games in their own house and have and not have to like use one machine for and sit in front of that one screen in order mm-hmm. to play games. Like it's really nice to be able to have every screen in your house be able to connect to all the best games that you have in your library. And I, I always think of that with VR, like why can't I use my VR headsets in sort of the same way? Why can't I just go into VR and uh, enjoy my flat screen games, enjoy my all my VR games, and no matter what room of the house I'm in. And, and, yeah. I feel your pain, Ian. I'm constantly having to, hey, if you guys are going to use the Quest, make sure you plug it in afterwards so when I need to yep. use it, it's plugged in. And uh, actually, the, the connection thing, I really feel you there. Thank God the uh, Taco Bell down the street, whose Wi-Fi I'm using <laughs> currently, has upgraded to uh, their now Wi-Fi uh, uh, 802.11G, so that's good. 
we're, we're at least um, Taste delicious into the too. 21st century of Wi-Fi. Yeah. That's good. Oh, my God. Uh, Starlink. Uh, yeah. Here's Heaney making the pitch, pitch for Starlink. I've entered my address on their website so that I can get Starlink as soon as they uh, make it available. The Starlink I'm, Elon Musk thing. Yeah, it is. Yes. It's, uh, okay. That's have it's you not no seen the, 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 I, I, the satellite trains going over here? They're amazing. I know he yeah. does many, many things. I That's just forget why all he the names. all those bitcoins yesterday on Twitter. That's what Aww. I was going to say. Damn yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff. I was going to make a great joke, but then Ian was like, you don't know. And I, it messed it up. I'm sorry. It's okay. I forgive I ruin you. ruin all the jokes. <laughs> I'm just Oh my God, Carl's gone. What was next on the news? <laughs> I don't well, remember. I, let me just think about a really interesting topic that came. I'm definitely not looking through the bridge of my headset right now to go to the headlines on uploadvr.com. Oh, I got, back. I got kicked back out. Online. Weirdo okay. Rama. Okay. So, Superhot's new game doesn't have VR. Are we okay with this? Oh, I was just about to say that. Um, here's, the, here's the thing with this Superhot, the original Superhot is not a VR game. It's an entirely different game. Superhot VR is not a port of anything. It is an entirely different new... It is the second Superhot game. It is almost basically the sequel to Superhot. And in fact, in some of the marketing messaging I've seen around the new DLC, Control uh, or Delete, or whatever it's called, uh, they say that that is the third game in the Superhot series. So there's been a lot of snarky takes on Twitter that are like, huh, no VR, I'm not interested. It's like, well, it wouldn't work like that because then you'd suddenly have to start moving with dual analog sticks because that's how you do on do things in the flat screen super hot games. And you'd be entirely ruining the experience. Would I love more super hot in VR? Yes, I still think it's probably arguably the best VR game out there. But it's it's not this. I don't want them to just stick VR support on top of uh dlc for the game it, it's not intrinsic to vr it's not designed that way and it would be a heck of a lot less special at the end of the day so i think that's what they're searching for as developers is that special um yeah sort of thing and i think it's a mistake there's a lot of to, to, to referring to the snarky comments like i think that's the one that kind of bugs me is seeing these people think reading into this is like they made the best VR game. What does this say about VR? Is VR dead again? Like that would mm. be the most extreme way of interpreting that. And that's a huge mistake to interpret it that way. Mm. Uh, and I think I've seen those comments in our, on our own articles, we've seen it on Twitter. And it's, I think it's a serious mistake to kind of like see this game come out for PCs and make the very big wrong conclusion that they're like done with VR or, that VR itself is dead because the makers of the best VR game didn't focus on VR. I think it's just simply these devs want to focus on cool. I think that uh, observation speaks volumes about what people would think if another Half-Life game came out and was not VR. You'd hear, yeah. oh, well, Valve's, Valve's abandoning VR. It's over. Go home. And and yeah. it's not it's not true. It's too extreme of a reaction just because a company wants to take their IP and have multiple platforms available for it. I mean, that I'm fine with that. I would expect developers to do that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. And 
I mean, the other point to this story is, I mean, we uh, Ian reached out to the team and they they told us something they've kind of reiterated to us many times since the launch of uh, Superhot in, in originally in 2016. It's that they're always looking at VR and trying out new things. Um, they've always had different prototypes going on. They're actually very publicly spoke once about how uh what they ended up with on quest originally they were going to build a whole new set of levels for quest and it just got to the point they were building stuff that was so infeasibly big for the average consumer that they just dialed it back to a port um and um, the other thing to point out as well is uh, uh ian kind of touched on this earlier the the super hot vr in the headset sold better uh than the original super hot so clearly, clearly, it's not them making looking at the economics or financials of it and saying, "No, let's not do another VR game. It's a waste of time." It it is a different thing for sure, but it might have cost more. As a little dicky bird just whispered in my ear, <laughs> <laughs> to make, uh, to make. I think so. <laughs> mm, that's that's an interesting way of thinking of it, and I. The thing I wonder when we talk about Valve and Super Hot Dev, sort of in the same class, I guess you call it, mm. like they're like that uh, big of teams or that dedicated, is this idea that maybe uh, teams have to ping pong between making a VR game and then a PC game and then go back to a VR game, back to a PC game. Like I'm wondering if that's going to be what we might see some of these studios do in order to kind of like. Um, keep up with both mediums as well as focus their teams. You, you don't want half the team off in one room doing one thing and half the team in another room doing another thing. If you really, if those are the best people you can find and they're, they do a great L- job. You kind of want them all working on the same thing. Uh, Unless you are. Some Valve. Cases. Valve so maybe that. Half-Life 3 is, is on flat screen, but maybe the game after that isn't. That's, that's my yeah. That's that, that would be that would be my <laughs> Half Life Four confirmed. Great. <laughs> yeah. Half Life Alex too. Half Life Russell. Yep. That's my one. All right. Good stuff. Well, should we uh, move on to the hot topic for today? Because this Please, what is the um, hot topic. I'm scared. Am I going to fight Kyle this week? Oh yeah. Are we fisticuffs? That's actually just that... the. That's the hot topic. Who'd win in a fight that, between you? Yeah. So, uh, PlayStation VR 2. See, I can't even do a 2 now. Uh, PlayStation VR 2. Will it take PC VR's limelight? Will it be the thing that everybody wants to go to? Mm. Is is PSVR 2 the PC VR killer? Is that that how we want to phrase this? I hadn't thought of it. That's your editorial. Can you recap your your editorial sort of what you were getting at with that one? So we were... uh, we were on the download maybe a month ago, uh, and I started talking about how uh, excited I was for PSVR 2. I think it's going to be a major interesting point for the industry. Then this guy here starts doing, you know, that thing he does where he sighs a bit, he kind of shakes his head, and he's like, mm, no, no, no. So I ask him why he's so down on it, and essentially he says that Oculus Quest is basically the only headset that matters for the next 10 years, which... Did I say that? I might have said that. It's 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 kind of it was good around that point, around there somewhere, um, and it just got me thinking about it a lot because I, it's an interesting argument to have because whenever you talk about what's going to sell more and change the industry and be the most important 
uh, product line in the industry going forward, yeah, of course, it always comes back to Quest. But there are things that Quest is not going to be able to do for the next 10 years, probably not even, you know, when you're talking about what the PS5 won't be able to put into PSVR 2, maybe not even the next uh, 20 years. Um, and there are exp- there's experience and expertise that Sony has in, in the field of software development that really, really gives it an edge and is going to still make it a big part of the conversation for the next five years. And the, and the PC... The PC point of this is is something that I find myself going back to time and time again, which is that, you know, VR didn't really launch in 2016 is the way I think of it these days. Uh, these these headsets were too expensive. The ways we got into them were too expensive. And then, you know, PSVR brought down price, brought down accessibility, but it came at the cost of the quality of the experience at the end of the day. And I love PSVR. I'm a huge, huge PSVR fan. But in 2020, it's you know no longer acceptable, in my opinion. Some of the limitations it put, it puts forward. So, I came at that editorial uh, kind of from the perspective of with the PS5, you kind of now have a PC, like something that is going to stand up to contemporary PCs, and it is the first console capable of doing VR on that level. Um, and so, I think. PS, uh, PSVR 2 is kind of going to carry that torch that those earlier headsets on PC started or, or lit four years ago now. Um, and I believe it's going to play a major role in the next five to ten years because of that. I don't want to sigh wanna, anymore, am I? I, I just want to point out here, uh, first of all, hi, Damien. Uh, hey, Damien. He, he's like, this is the hot topic? Well, yeah, it is the hot topic because it's a conversation where you're going to get a lot of people who have varying uh, opinions on it. I mean, I, I it's going to be one, a fight. I, exactly. I, I mean, the idea that a console is just a specific PC is something that I've been hearing for years from people who are not uh, console players. That I'll oh, just uh, PC master race kind of thing. Uh, those people don't see the value in an un, uh, a non upgradable computer that can only play things that we tell you you're allowed to play on it. Mm. So I, I, I think it is a valid conversation. Mm. So, yeah, Damien, feel free to throw us some hot topic ideas. You know, my huh, yeah. I'm, I'm running curious dry. in our comments, sort of like what the ratio is of, of headset owners, like how many of them are PC VR owners how many of our psvr owners how many quest people do we have watching us uh try off in the comments if sort of like you're an all of the above or one of those people because i it, it kind of it really dictates that when people buy one of these headsets and not the others they enter that camp and sort of think anything unrelated to that camp of news is not news and not interesting to them and i don't know what camp damien is in out there um I I think that's interesting that you bring up the like the it's a consoleized uh PC like a a system you can't do things with and the VR headset is something you connect to that consoleized PC and I just I'm I'm constantly torn about this idea that like Quest has done a lot to sort of bridge the gap between standalone console VR and PC VR, it's a it's a system that does both, and it also it's so it's open enough that it actually does Steam too. 
And mm. we get two years down the road uh, with that being the case for Quest. It's it starts complicating whether it makes sense to buy a VR headset that only accesses one ecosystem. I don't know. But so the the a couple of the points to talk about here are first of all connecting to a PC and, and connecting to a console are two entirely different things. Like a couple of years after launch, PS5 will have a bigger install base than gaming PCs for sure. Like there's no out there like there, there's like high grade gaming pcs i think nvidia said like two or three years ago there were like 17 million or maybe like 20 million Wait, or something there's like 100 that. there's 100 million steam vr accounts though steam, 100 million steam vr accounts is that right or no sorry steam accounts. sorry 100 oh. million steam accounts it, but that's like built up over decades and decades and the the barriers for what a gaming pc or the barometers for what a gaming pc is especially one for this level of uh, that matches a console's level of graphics keeps changing right because yeah. my i i have two or three old 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 pcs that had oh, steam sure. accounts prob- on them granted there's pretty yeah there's probably 70 million of those steam accounts that have a half-life only machine like an original yeah. half-life yeah no i get that it's just but but i mean I, either way like th- this is you know just data that we're you know we're we can't really refute because it's just the way this goes that ps4 passed 100 million units uh ps3 neared it ps2 did it easily ps1 did it as well i'm pretty sure it's just the way it's gonna go like consoles are infinitely more accessible for gaming than pc and for at least the next, you know, seven or eight years, however long this console cycle lasts, this seems like it might be the last kind of traditional console cycle. That's going to remain a dominant thing. I truly, truly believe that. Um, and the second thing to talk about there is is getting back to what I said earlier on, is Sony's expertise with software and uh, ecosystem. And the fact that Resident Evil 7 still the only place probably arguably i would still say arguably the most triple a vr title in some regards like i know obviously half-life alex is this big thing but i think even visually like resident evil 7 looks even better than uh half-life alex in, in many regards um and you and you just look at that and you look at what they could do for the next generation but the potential that resident evil 8 for the next decade or whatever will be vr exclusive potentially on PSVR 2, not that any of that's confirmed. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, the potential of, you know, we, we, talk, we talked last week about um, Brockstar. No one's going to have, no one in the VR field is going to have better relationships with Rockstar than Sony to make those kinds of games happen. And and it, I guess it speaks to the idea, this divergent idea of, VR as an all-encompassing media media device and VR as a a gaming device, right? And Quest has launched as a console and we're seeing it kind of transitioned into some other interesting areas with, I would say, actually like a surprising degree of success when you think about like what happened with The Tempest uh, in the Under Presents last week and whatnot. But gaming is still going to play a huge, huge, huge role in this industry for the next 10 years easily. And I... I just see Sony leading that charge just because, you know, they have control of ecosystem. They have getting on nearly now for three decades worth of 
uh, expertise in the field. Um, and they will always be able to draw people in, you know, as good as Crest is going to be uh, in two or three years from now, there's going to be people look at it and say, okay, cool. I can still play, let's say super hot. Let's say maybe they get like a, maybe a port of that medal of honor game uh, or something. Uh, if we're being really ambitious on quests, those look great. Those look like good fun kind of mobile level titles, but there's still something to be said for the absolute triple a high end uh, VR experience that, PSVR 2 will be able to deliver that Quest won't be able to. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Okay. That wasn't well, a hot topic. That was me just basically laying down the law. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and for those of you who are watching right now, make sure you stay tuned for next week when the hot topic is going to be whether or not we should call it the hot topic, just based on... The conversation. Oh <laughs> Based on the fact I'm too good at it. Is that how it I is? won? Uh, well, I like that we uh, had this discussion right before Dreams yeah. VR hit because I think that's going to be a significant. That could change some minds. That could change my mind if I really can wrap my brain around sort of the value of that in VR. Wait, that means I haven't changed your mind yet. <laughs> well, you know, the thing that'll change my mind about the PS5 slash PSVR2 being. Uh, on par or even being a PC VR killer would be the amount of social that they offer. Because as it stands really? right now, I cannot use PSVR to, well, I won't be able to, or at least I don't think I will. Let me know if it's false, that there will be social VR that I can do with the, P, the PSVR 2. On par and, uh, with what I can do with No Man's Sky are both cross-play completely, right? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. yeah, my kids do Rec Room on playstation and computer so and so, even quest so yeah to, to to my my point of like compatibility across systems i just want to mention this that like it still surprises me that psvr is uh that high up on the steam user ranking without with so like unofficial fan made support for using playstation vr with mm. a pc like that yeah it still kind of shocks me that that's that exists at all and if you can, if a PSVR 2 uh, has 360 tracking, um, wireless, inside out, if it has all those things, is it able to also connect to a PC? Can you, can yeah, you do that? Possibly. I mean, someone will get it to if, if not Sony. Oh, yeah. I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. It'll, then it'll I'll, definitely then you'll change my mind. If that, well, because like it connects to a PC. But that's the less popular thing. We established this. The thing is, why uh. would you want to? <laughs> why would you want to hook a PSVR to, a, to PC? a PC? Yeah, right. Because uh, Sony's not going to make I that. I mean, like, because that's the only thing. I mean, got. I mean, I there's know. a very, very, very good ch chance that Half-Life Alex is on PSVR too. Yeah, that's true. Of course. Who knows? You, are you going to wait two years? I. Yeah, I mean, are you gonna, what you could you, you really don't have much choice. It's either wait two years right now or spend a thousand dollars. Yeah, who knows? Uh, you know, there's this whole big thing that we could talk about about is a console actually a PC and the proprietary connections and why bother and should Sony just make a headset that connects to a PC? There's all sorts of crazy ways we could go with this, but we won't. 
Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we won't. Well, we're running out of time here, and uh, I think this has been a good discussion, but let's wrap it up here. So... As usual, I want to encourage everybody to go to UploadVR.com for all the news, reviews, comments, and interviews that we have put out there for all y'all. And uh, I think, Jamie, do you have some video stuff you want to tell us about? Yeah, well, I... uh... When you were when you were in the abyss earlier in the podcast, I was I was saying just in general that we've got a heck of a lot of releases coming out next week. Uh, we're going to have video reviews for stuff like uh, In Death Unchained coming out on Oculus Quest next Thursday. Uh, hopefully, Into the Radius coming out next Monday. Uh, we're going to be working on some Dreams uh, PSVR coverage, though uh, I don't think anyone's getting early access to that, so it won't be later in the week. But a uh, whole, ha- whole host of stuff. Look out for more graphics comparisons. You guys seem to be really digging those. So we're going to be doing some of those on Paper Beast. Uh, another one on in-, in Death again, probably, because that's on Quest. Um, yeah, more VR recap news. Uh, but make sure to watch those videos. We're giving you nice, tasty, uh, bite-sized chunks of news now uh, over on our YouTube channel. And you guys, again, seem to be responding really well to that. So for sure. Make sure to like, subscribe, hit those buttons below. Let me get my fingers so I can point below. Go below <laughs> and do all the stuff that you need to do. And thanks so much mm-hmm. for watching, as always. It means a lot. Yes. Thanks to everybody in the audience uh, and the commenters and wherever you're consuming this. Thank you very much. Goodbye. We'll see you all in the future. <laughs>